Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to check us out on any of those social media platforms, all you have to do is search Picks and Parlays. We're really easy to find. It's usually the first thing that pops up for uh, all of you people that are not super tech savvy. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger. This is my handle. And I always appreciate your feedback. Uh, today's show, we've got a great lineup on this Thursday afternoon. Today is October 24th. Man, are things flying by when it comes to football. I believe it's already week eight in the NFL, and things are really flying by. And we're starting to get a really good handle on which teams are for real and which teams, you know what, might have been pretenders entering the season. On today's show, we start off with Premier League Soccer with Nick Bieber. Uh, Nick always has some great picks when it comes to soccer including some good value picks if you're looking to make the most of your money and then in our second segment we've got NFL with Chip Cherimbus we're talking Raiders Texans Packers Chiefs and Broncos Colts so it should be uh, an interesting seg segment there because uh, as we've seen in the NFL the favorites don't always win we've seen some big upsets uh, it should be interesting to see what the Chiefs do without Patrick Mahomes he was at practice this week, but more than likely, he's probably not going to play. And even without Mahomes, I mean, the, the Chiefs, they've lost games with Mahomes at quarterback. So now they've got the Packers, which Aaron Rodgers is firing on all cylinders. And then finally, on today's show, we've got college football rapid fire uh, with a couple of big matchups, including number six, Wisconsin, at number four, Ohio State. That should be a good one. Even though Wisconsin is coming off that shocking loss to Illinois, um, I think you might be able to get some value because of that against Ohio State, two of the best teams in the entire nation. Seconds. A huge big, teen, uh, big Ten excuse me, matchup. And also, we've got some SEC action. Auburn, LSU, uh, at Death Valley should be a fun one. And, of course, Notre Dame and Michigan. It's all coming up today on Picks and Parlay. Stick with us after the break as we talk soccer. We'll be back. And welcome back. Nick, stop looking at your phone. <laughs> Can't help it. Can't help it, Chelsea. I'm a slave to technology. We're back on. Oh, man. Takes you a little longer, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, we're back on Picks and Parlay's radio and the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And as you see, we've got Nick Gieber joining us to talk a little soccer. And Nick, we're kicking off 
Uh, today's segment with Brighton and Everton. Everton's plus 149 in this one, but they do have some injured players coming back, I believe. So, what's your take on this one? Is well, Everton a value pick on this one, or well, uh, do you uh, like the other side? No, absolutely. Absolutely, Chelsea. This is Brighton Hove Albion, of course, against Everton at the Amex. And despite a surprise home victory against Spurs, Brighton's 2019 campaign has been, well, slightly underwhelming with only two wins in nine. Uh, the most recent loss to Aston Villa. Aston Villa, of all people, came right after that big win against Spurs. So they're not uh, that player they signed. Momentum? Well, apparently he has left the club already. Uh, Marco Silva's Everton, however, just ended a four-match losing run with a big 2-0 victory against West Ham, by the way. One I predicted right here on this show, Chelsea. Right here on this show. And with Fabian Delft and Schneiderlin coming back from injury, look, I think Everton will do it again. Cristiano Sibosi writes uh, on YouTube, Dr. Nick Gieber, well, thank you, the doctor is in uh, for week 10. <laughs> Please, this time round, do something good. What are you suggesting here, Cristiano? Are you, Cristiano, are you suggesting that I don't do something good every time I sit up here? Last week, I gave you two or three, and if I had given you, I shouldn't have given you Liverpool because I gave that with my heart, not my head. But look, on this one, Chelsea, I think Everton are going to do this. Uh, and right now, some really nice, juicy little numbers on Everton at plus 149. Brighton, the home team, plus 206. So the bookies are in agreement that Everton's going to, as the away team, going to get the win here. Uh, the draw, plus 234. Total goals are two and a half. Take the over, if anything, but not much value in that pick anyway. But take Everton, plus 149, Chelsea. I was going to say, did you get your doctorate in something while I was away? <laughs> I yes, my doctorate. Doctor. Are you a doctor? My doctorate in footballology. Oh, I, well, yes. <laughs> I will say you've made some good picks on our show, so exactly. got to give you credit for that, I well, suppose. But I don't know if it's worth a doctorate. <laughs> apparently the doctoral, the doctoral committee has decided that my picks are worthy of such an honor. Well, maybe you can pay with it, uh, pay for it with all the money. You can pull. Exactly. Who's who are the housewives that have been paying for their college, their kids to go to college? You can. Was do that, that one of the real housewives? Uh, I think it was Felicity Huffman, maybe. Oh Lori yes, Lawson oh yes, yes, Full Felicity House. Huffman. Yes, she's looking good in a jumpsuit and baseball cap, enjoying the uh, the, the the country club she's currently spending the next week or so in before her massive prison sentence comes to an end. All right. I know. Uh, Let's move on to the next one, shall we, Chelsea? What do you think I should do next? All right, let's go West Ham, Sheffield United. I know West Ham has been a bit of a disappointment, maybe, you could say, for wow. some of their fans this season. Do you think uh, their season turns around in this one, or do you like another play? Well, I tell you what, I, I really like the Hammers, and I really like their manager, Manuel Pellegrini. And I might add, I particularly enjoy Pellegrino water, which I'm drinking now, but of absolutely no relation to the manager whatsoever. But look, since their 2-0 win, uh, win over Man United last month, West Ham have been in a terrible run of form, Chelsea, drawing Bournemouth, losing to Palace, losing to Everton. Uh, the good news, though, they've had some injuries. Adam Cresswell's back with the Hammers. However, Mikel Antonio and Lucas Fabianski, they're still out. That will be problems. I don't see the Hammers getting back to winning ways until they get back their strength back. The one thing they don't have is an enormous, enormous amount of depth. Sheffield United, however, are coming off a big and shocking win over Arsenal on Monday. And they're now two spots ahead of West Ham in the table. The Blades are 1-3-0 on the road. But West Ham are 2-0-2 at home. 
Keep in mind, one of those big home losses was opening day 5-0 tonking by current champions Manchester City. So you kind of got to move that one out. They've only then lost one game at home. However, um, this, uh, this game is on the road. Um, so, I, uh, pardon me, this game is at home at the London Stadium. Uh, I wrote this American style, ask backwards, in other words. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, Chelsea, the numbers are this. West Ham's plus 109, Sheffield plus 333, the draw plus 266. Guess where I'm going? Do you like the draw? I or love do you the like draw on this, Chelsea. Play? Yeah, I Big love the draw, draw on this. And I tell you what, Chelsea, I, I, know, I know you're getting ready to uh, spring forth a new member of humanity, and for that, we're thankful enormously to you for that. And I know that you will be putting aside for her college fund. I'm suggesting a plus 266 draw is a great way to start, Chelsea. Well, when it comes to draws, you've been getting those correct and on the money uh, a lot on our show. So I, I don't know if I can go against you on that one, uh, right. especially with the value you get for that. Um, yeah, it's just a good way to, to make the most of your money, I suppose. We'll start the little one's <laughs> college fund immediately. Or I'll get some new shoes. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, All right. So... Let's go one more game. Yep. Uh, Southampton, Leicester City. Leicester City is plus 140 in this one. Uh, the Saints, their coach, their manager, excuse me, uh, in a bit of hot water, correct? Yeah. Lately? Yeah. So who do you like on this one? Well, this is at St. Mary's. This is Southampton hosting Leicester City. Southampton currently 17th in the table, just one spot above the drop. However, the bottom half of this table so compressed, any bad results are just going to uh, amplify themselves as the season goes on. So they are definitely in mortal danger here, the Saints. And uh, they ended their run of three successive losses with a draw at the Molyneux against Wolves last weekend. Uh, but look, they're on a terrible run going back to last season. They've won only five of their last 23 home matches, if you can believe that. That is an appalling, an absolutely appalling uh, series of results. And of course, the home fans love to see those wins. Puts manager uh, Ralph Hassenhutl uh, the Austrian, uh, which is why he has such a funny name, I know. But it puts him under a lot of stress. He's currently 12-1, to 1, the next manager to win the sack race. The only managers above him are Steve Bruce and, of course, Marco Silva and Ole Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Man United. Look, I believe a loss will be very, very difficult for Hassan Hudel, uh, And I believe they are going to face a wonderful, tough, young Leicester City side with a great young manager, Brendan Rodgers, who really who cut his teeth at Swansea. Kind of had a bit of a disappointment at Liverpool, maybe a bit early for him to take the reins of a club like that. But he's found his way to Leicester City and he, after coaching in Scotland, and he is absolutely on fire. His man management is superb. His technical technician side of his management is superb. He's showing he's got all the chops and his young team are responding to him. I am a big fan of Leicester City. My good friend John Barr here in Las Vegas, if you know Findlay Toyota, you know, the guy that'll sell anyone a car. John Ball, my good friend, put an early bet in on Leicester City making the Champions League next season. And I, he put out about three months ago. And I tell you what, he is going to pay for John Barr. Well done, John. Leicester City looking splendid. Chelsea, take Leicester City on this one. Plus 140. Southampton, the home team, are plus 210. I don't see any way they win this. The draw, plus 247. Uh, total goals are 2.5. I think maybe 2-1 scoreline, so maybe the over. But I'd shy away from that and just go straight money line, Leicester City. All right, so you talked about Liverpool not uh, cashing last week and not betting yeah. with your heart. 
Uh, what are they up to this week? Well, a big, and why are you big staying game away from on them? Sunday, Chelsea. Biggest game of the weekend. Liverpool going to be hosting Tottenham Hotspurs. The league form has been not great, but who had a massive five-goal extravaganza midweek in the Champions League. Uh, it could be that they found the big mowers signed with them now. Uh, honestly, uh, my heart tells me that Liverpool are going to win this at Anfield, but my head is actually telling me this could very well be a draw. Uh, but I'm not giving out a pick either way. I'm going to stay away from that one because I would hate to have uh, Christianus, uh, the gentleman that wrote us on YouTube, <laughs> revoke my doctoral certificate based on a Liverpool prediction that I would to give him. Okay, so Christianus says, I, Dr. Total Goals. Well, thank you, Christianus. Uh, there we go. Well, because uh, you predicted the score correctly a lot of times. I do like to do that, Chelsea, but uh, my, my uh, crystal ball uh, needs uh, some Windex on it, apparently. Apparently it's a little <laughs> cloudy in places. Too many smudgy fingerprints. I don't know. All right. Always good stuff from Nick. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, when oh, we Chelsea. get back from the break on picks and... Oh, B what? Before I go, I know we got 25. I just want to say, if you enjoy the football and soccer discussion, tune into my Sirius XM show on Dan Patrick Sports, Sirius XM 211, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. That's every day of the week for street soccer. All right. Good plug. We're back after the break with American football. And welcome back to Fix and Parlay's radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. Right now, let's get to some NFL action with Chip Cherimbus, who, uh, again, has another interesting tie-on. What, well, what is that, Chip? <laughs> well, you know, it's just uh, one of these things where you have to be able to show some expression. Right, of course. Even though I think your picks usually speak for themselves. Well, you don't need a whole lot of help. Uh, so let's dive into this, this NFL slate this week. Yep. Let's start with the Raiders and the Texans. The Texans are favored minus seven in this one. Total sits at 51 and a half. At least that's the numbers I have. Uh, the Raiders are three and three, three and three against the spread. Right. All three of those wins coming outright as underdogs. Uh, the Texans come in with the fourth most prolific offense in the NFL, averaging 396 yards per game. And another note for the Raiders, the over is hit in four of their last five games. Uh, Chip, what side are you liking in this one? Well, you know, this is a pretty interesting matchup. In the old days in the AFC, this certainly would have a lot of hearts beating. Um, this Houston, like you had mentioned, their offense behind Deshaun Watson. Four, I mean, 13 touchdown passes, only five interceptions. He's thrown for 1,952 yards and 69%. Now, Oakland does have a much improved defense from the past, but I don't know if they're going to be able to curtail this offense of the Texans. Um, as far as the matchup goes between these two, um, there's some, you know, this Oakland Raider team is going to play six straight weeks on the road. Well, they get a bye mixed in before they return home. And um, it's, they're not very formidable on the road. They've only covered five of their last 21 on the road, Chelsea. And the favorite in this contest, which Houston is the favorite and their home team, is five and two in the last seven times they've met each other. But there's some conflicting friends here, too, as, uh, trends as well. Um, Houston is 6-0-1 after coming off a point spread loss. But the 
Oakland as well, under John Gruden, they've really seemed to be able to rebound after a bad game. They're 6-1 and one after a straight-up loss, and we know they got pounded last week. You know, maybe the way to go with these two teams is to play the total. You had said how Houston's offense is prolific right now, and uh, this Deshaun Watson is just so hard to tackle in the backfield, or even if he decides to run. And um, there may be plenty of points put on the board here. The over in the Oakland games is 5-1-1. One and one and their last seven on the road. And the over, the last four times Houston has played at, at home, has been good. So if you're looking for me to make a play right here on this right now, I'd say play Houston and play Oakland to go over the 51-and-a-half. I think with Deshaun Watson and Derek Carr is also throwing at 78%, and he's got only eight touchdown passes but only four interceptions. Oakland's only averaging 21 points a game, but I think they'll be able to put some points on the board this week after spending their second, white, second week stateside after playing overseas and winning big. Right, and the Raiders have really surprised a lot of people. As I mentioned, some of the, those wins uh, coming outright as an underdog. I don't think anybody had the Raiders beating the Colts, and the Colts are yep. a team that beat the Texans. Uh, so uh, the thing here is, are we giving the Raiders enough credit? Well, you know, this Gruden's doing a good job. People threw a lot of mud at him in his, his first season. He's working on a lot of things. He traded away a lot of people. But I think the key here for um, this Oakland squad has been Josh Jacobs, getting that running back from Alabama. Mm -hmm. When you're able to run the ball, that opens up the receivers just a half step or a step and gives Derek Carr maybe a second or two more to um, let the ball go. Carr's got to be able to hold on the ball when he's running it and running into the corner of the end zone. That's the second time in two years where he's dropped the ball through the end zone about to score. So Oakland, um, their scoring hasn't been as prolific as we would like, um, Chelsea, but with the running game there and now um, with Carr being able to um, expand the defense and stretch the defense, I think this game goes over the total. Uh, something to the total. Uh, the Texans are known for being an explosive offense. Obviously, yeah. Deshaun Watson can make plays with his feet. And they also have DeAndre Hopkins, who right. obviously, I mean, he's one of the best receivers in the entire league. And the Raiders last game struggled. Uh, their defense struggled with the big play. Uh, six Packers players yeah. had plays for over 20 yards. So that scares me when it comes to this Raiders defense, uh, especially against an explosive offense like the Texans. Well, that might be one of the reasons Gruden traded away his starting quarterback this week. And um, he's looking to tighten up the defense a little bit and not give up these big plays, which the Raiders have been very vulnerable to so far this season. All right, so Chip is liking the over in that Raiders-Texans uh, matchup. So let's move on to the Packers and the Chiefs. This is an interesting one uh, because the Chiefs probably will be without Patrick Mahomes, yep. their star uh, starting quarterback. He was at practice this week, but I just don't see the reason uh, to rush him back quite yet. Even though uh, the Packers are a good team, I just I don't think the risk um, is worth it. So the Packers are favoring this one, minus four. The total is 47 and a half. Uh, who do you like in this one? Well, it's pretty tough to make a call here, Chelsea, without knowing who the starting quarterback is going to be. Matt Moore did a great job last week, last Friday, Thursday, I guess it was, against um, Denver. Denver went out, scored the first touchdown, and then Kansas City just steamrolled them with 30 points the rest of the game and shut them down. Uh, without Mahomes, can this Kansas City defense come up big against Andre against Aaron Rodgers, and you know Green Bay is six and one on the year. They're five and two against the points. They come up favorite at Kansas City. And Chelsea, I think if Mahomes is really healthy and going to play, we're going to see this line move dramatically. So trying to make a play right now or pick a side, um, I think is really risky. The, 
you know, this Kansas City team lost three in a row, and they need to get back onto the winning graces. I mean, they did win, and they did beat Denver last week. But I think this is a really big game for them. It's a rematch of Super Bowl II. Do you remember that one, Chelsea? Super Bowl II? Nah, you <laughs> Not quite. No, no. no. Um, but um, Green Bay, of course, is... is Turned, their season, turned things around compared to what we saw last year. Uh, the problem with Green Bay has been that after a win, after a straight-up win, they've only covered three of the last 11 times. So they're 3-8 and eight in games after a straight-up win, and that certainly doesn't bode well for them laying points on the road. You know, this, this Kansas City team at home, you're not going to get much benefit from them either. Chelsea, they've only won three of their last ten as hosts against the point spread. And now with the question about is it going to be Matt Holmes or is it going to be Mahomes or Mahomes against Matt Moore, it may be the big difference. But Kansas City is going to have to come up and play defense at some time during this game. And if I had to make a play right now, even if Mahomes is to come back, I'm wondering about, you know, if he's going to be able to be as agile and be able to move around. I think it would have a tendency to stay under as opposed to going over, even with these two great quarterbacks, because of um, how Green Bay responds after a win and how Kansas City has responded at home so far. Right, and Mahomes, even when he's been playing for the Chiefs, the Chiefs have lost two games, so he's not a cure-all. Even though, as you mentioned, Matt Moore was actually pretty decent against the Broncos. Granted, it was the Broncos, even though I think their defense is pretty stout. Uh, but he was making some throws. It looked really good, especially for a guy that was a high school football coach last season. So that's unreal. As you know, Matt Moore has spent a lot of time in the league. He played for the Dolphins and I believe the Panthers. So he's a crafty veteran, and he makes some of those throws. And they do have the pieces around him. LaShawn McCoy uh, seems yep. to be uh, flashes of his old self. They have good receivers. Uh, as you mentioned, the defense has yeah. been their issue, and especially against Aaron Rodgers, who uh, seems to be firing on all cylinders. Six touchdowns uh, in his last game. I think that's going to be a tall task for the Chiefs. Yeah, it really is, especially if uh, you know Mahomes isn't there. But you know, Matt Moore has the experience. You had mentioned it. He's played before, and um, maybe he may have been bagging groceries last season or coaching somewhere. But you know. <laughs> But Kurt Warner was also playing in a European league in an arena football before he got his shot. So sometimes some of these guys just need an opportunity, and a number of them just happen to grow as time goes on and become better. And I think Matt Moore is really confident when he's back there. So, you know, I'm wondering how, how much this line might change or vary when it comes close to game time and we really understand who the actual starters are going to be. Right. Um, all right. We've got one more game on the docket. Broncos Colts. Colts are minus five and a half in this one. Total sits at 43 and a half. The Broncos are two and five, three and four against the spread. The Colts are four and two and four and one and one uh, against the spread. Two and one at home and coming off a 30 to 23 win yeah. over the Texans. What side do you like in this one? Well, you know, when you're looking at this game, I mean, this Denver defense, I mean, we saw what happened to them last Thursday night against Kansas City. I mean, um, it was certainly exposed even by Matt Moore. Um, it was a really bad game for them. And I can talk about their defense, but their offense is really their major problem. They're averaging 320 yards a game. Joe Flacco only has six touchdown passes with five interceptions. They're just not moving the ball in the air. And I'll tell you, this Denver team struggles when playing Indianapolis. They've only recovered two of the last 11 times they've played them. Of course, there were different quarterbacks involved then, and now we have Jacoby Brissett, who's finally getting his opportunity. I mean, he did start for Buffalo, and he did start for New England, but right now he's making the best of it with the Colts, 
14 touchdown passes with only three interceptions. Indianapolis, 6-2 and two against the AFC in their last eight times out. Five and a half seems like a shallow number to me uh, in this situation with the total at 42 and a half. I think they're expecting a very low-scoring game between these two. But with that number and understanding what that number is, Chelsea, the over the last 13 times, the last 10 times, excuse me, last 13 times they played, the, under, the over has been good. 10 out of 13, and six of those seven times it was at Indianapolis. This Denver team likes to play on artificial surface, but they seem to give up a lot of points when they do that. 19 and 7 on field turf, although, here's a, you know, this is ambiguous here. They are 20 and 6 to the under in their last 26 games overall. I'd look to play this game over the total. Um, Jacoby Brissett has really been outstanding. He's able to run with the ball in crucial situations and make first downs. Even though they One played minute. so well against Denver in this, in this series, I think um, Denver's uh, got to put some points on the board. They really just flack on, I think, after they were exposed last week. And I think you're going to see some, a lot of different type of trends and a different type of formations out of the Broncos this week. I think between the Colts and the Broncos, this game should go over the total, mostly because Brissett has been so efficient. Only three interceptions the entire season, 14 TDs. I think both teams are going to be able to score on this Absolutely perfect playing conditions indoors and, of course, on field turf. All right, and especially because that number is pretty low, 43 yeah. or 42 or whatever you have, yeah. uh, it's still a low number. All right, thanks, Chip. We're back after the break with college football rapid fire on Picks and Parlays. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger is my handle. And I always appreciate your feedback. Right now, let's get to some college football rapid fire, where we go down the line with a bunch of games, and we hope we make you some money. We've got Tony T, and we've got Sean Higgs. Guys, I'm going to save the small talk because we've got a lot of football to cover. Uh, so let's start off in the Big Ten with a big top ten matchup. Uh, number six, Wisconsin, going against number four, Ohio State. And the number in this one is really big. Ohio State is favored by a lot. Minus 14.5, total sits at 50. Uh, Ohio State has been really good for betters. They're 6-1 and one against the spread. Uh, and 7-0, and oh. they're having a really good season as well. Uh, Wisconsin 6-1, and 5-2 and against the spread. And they're coming off that shocking 24-23 loss to Illinois. Uh, do we think this number is a bit of an overreaction, or do we like it? Tony T., let's start with you. Yeah, I, I, I like it here. And uh, if you shop around, there are some 14s out there, and 14s and a half. But I'll, I'm going to lay the points here with Ohio State minus 14. The total, as you said, 50 there. But this Ohio State team, they're just rolling through the Big Ten schedule. And the fact is, is they just can't match the speed of the Buckeyes. And I believe Wisconsin also falls under this category. They're generating 527 yards. But more importantly, their defense holding teams just 229 yards a game. Justin Fields, accurate passer. And, you know, he's got two running backs that are averaging over seven yards a carry. Uh, and, of course, uh, with uh, Wisconsin, you know, just Jonathan Taylor. But, again, you're going to have some high-impact collisions with, the, with, with Ohio State Buckeyes speed hitting Taylor. We'll see how he handles that. But, again, I don't know if Jack Doan can make those throws downfield against a speedy secondary and the pass rush from Ohio State. So here uh, we saw what happened to the Badgers in their first road game in the Big Ten. It was a disaster. I'm going to lay the points here with Ohio State. Right. As you mentioned, Jonathan Taylor, obviously one of the best running backs in all of football. But last week he had 132 yards rushing, but they still lost. 
Uh, Sean, who do you like in this one? I second the motion. Ohio State in a route. Listen, prove prove that you can beat a good team, Wisconsin. Granted, you beat what was it, thirty-eight to nothing. You beat Michigan State, but that was on the heels of Ohio State beating them thirty to thirty-four to ten, and basically put a nail in their coffin. What did you do? You lose 24-23 at Illinois. You struggled against Northwestern. These guys beat Northwestern 52-3 to to Buckeyes. I mean, how? Uh, 14, I think, is a gift. I think this game should be 20 until someone slows down Ohio State. I think listen, there's a lot of who's number one, you know, Alabama, Clemson defense champs. I think Ohio State right now. You got, I, and, and I'd be even put Oklahoma after them the way they've been playing. But Ohio State, for me, is the number one team in the country. I would lay 20 with this game. I think they're going to, like uh, Tony said, with the speed – they're just too good. Wisconsin struggled. Northwestern and Illinois, they lose that. Uh, maybe, all right, let down, you play down in competition. I don't know. I know one team hasn't played down to any competition. They're dropping 40, 45 points a game on people. So I'll take them at home. Big game. This is a huge game for them because this is the best team they got in the Big Ten right now. So they got to make a statement. It's statement time with these teams looking to get in the playoffs. And I think they're going to make a big one here. It'll be a la like their Michigan State game, like 34 to 10. It'll be in that area, 34, 14, 38. 17 something along those lines but i expect a big win from the buckeyes right as fun as it is to talk about their offense their defense has been just as strong uh since giving up 21 to florida atlantic in week one they have been lights out uh allowed less than 10 points in all of those games so their defense has really shut out people and they've been really dominant i i would like to see if that's the case against wisconsin wisconsin excuse me uh, I think a lot of it will depend on Jack Cohn, their quarterback, how he plays. Uh, but another thing to consider, rain is in the forecast. It's a 70% chance. So looking at all of these games, there's a lot of rain. Uh, so you can take that into consideration when you're playing the under. Because when it comes to high-scoring offenses, as we saw in that uh, 49ers-Redskins game, uh, it's, it's not much help, you know, when there's a lot of rain. All right, so let's move on to... Auburn and LSU. Auburn is number 11 in the country. LSU number two in the land, and with good reason. The Tigers are seven and zero, five one and one against the spread. Auburn six and one, six and one against the spread. Uh, Auburn hasn't won at LSU in 20 years. LSU favored minus 10 and a half in this one. Total sits at 58 and a half. Tony T, do you like Auburn to cover or upset, or do you like LSU in this one? Well, you know, Auburn doesn't have to win. They just have to cover. I'm going to take the points with Auburn right. 10 and a half. I know at first you know, look here at LSU and uh, you, you get excited about their offense, but you know, their defense a little leaky this year. And one thing about Auburn's defense, they haven't allowed more than 24 points to any one opponent. You know, good defensive performances against Oregon, Texas A&M, and Florida. Of course, LSU did allow over, over nearly over 570 yards to Texas, 457 yards to Florida. And Auburn's quarterback, Bomix, is starting to show a little bit of improvement, 60% completion rate against the SEC. I know he had that, that, and it wasn't very accurate against Oregon, but we always tell you that those young players will start to improve as they get more experience. Of course, Auburn, they have depth at running back position. They are generating 5.2 yards to carry, and they do run some pretty nice, uh, I like their formations and their run plays here. But I do believe they can generate enough points to cover this number. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I see it be one of those old-school defensive grinds here. I like Auburn plus 10.5. Right. Even though this is not the LSU team of the past, it's the second highest scoring offense in the country, as opposed to those LSU teams of the past that have relied on defense and the run game. Joe Burrow has been an absolute superstar. He's probably the front runner for Heisman right now. 
29 touchdowns, three interceptions. So we're wondering if Auburn can slow down this prolific LSU offense. Sean, what do you think? Well, me and Tony going head to head because I am all over LSU, the Bayou Bengals. Listen, Bo Nix, three interceptions in Florida in a swamp. This place is going to be just as crazy. I'd rather, I'd prefer a night game here, but during the daytime, give me LSU. Burrow's got to be the Heisman front runner. I mean, Nix has got trouble. The secondary is pretty good. Who they? Um, Del Pitt back there, Stevens, both of these guys, player of the year candidates, SEC All American honors here. Uh, I, how you? How are you comparing these other teams that uh, that uh, Auburn has played offensively to what LSU's put up? I mean, A&M, Gators, they're nothing. They're nothing like this LSU team. And I, I think it's going to just be a blot. I think it's going to be a 20-something point game. It's not going to be close. Knicks is still young. Granted, it went to A&M, but you know what? How good is A&M? I don't think they're a good team. You know, they... They, didn't, they haven't been getting it done at home. Uh, forget that game. I throw that out the window. I look at him as the Gators going in there playing on the road. That's what I'm going to think is going to happen. Maybe even, listen, three interceptions would be a great gift, but I think he's going to struggle here against LSU. Burroughs isn't going to struggle. This offense is just dynamic. I mean, 50-some points a game. Who saw that come? They couldn't score those points when they had Landry and uh, Beckham running routes for him. So <laughs> give me LSU. I'll lay a big number here. Right, LSU finally seems to have found a quarterback. Let's move on to Penn State. Michigan State, number seven, Penn State, is 7-0, 4-3 against the spread. They're favored minus 6.5, and this one total sits at 44.5. Tony T, who do you like in this one? Yeah, this line's all over the place. I'm seeing 5.5, sixes in different places. I'll, lay the, I'll look for the best shot for the best number take Penn State minus 5.5. I respect their road win at Iowa. Uh, they did uh, handle Michigan very well, but you know what? I'm really disappointed here with this Michigan State team. A four and three overall, a home loss to Arizona State, ten to seven, back-to-back blowout losses. But really, what, what has really bothered me about this team for years now is their run game is producing again under four yards a carry, like they had the past several seasons. And you know, senior quarterback Brian working completing only 52% of his passes against the Big Ten. Look. Those are freshman-type numbers. You're a senior now. You need to step up. I know we, we, we made excuses for, for Lurkey's shoulder, but it's, it was, it's healthy now. And uh, just be disappointed with this Michigan State offense. I'm going to go ahead and just lay the points here with Penn State. All right, Sean, who you got? You know, first I'm thinking I'll lay the points with Penn State here. You know, they had to, they heard me last week. I had Penn State there. But I'm, the more I look at this game, the more I have to like the under here. I mean, Michigan State, oh. 7 against Arizona State, 28 against Tulsa. Lose 38 nothing Wisconsin, 34 to 10 Ohio State. Penn State's, I think they're just as ferocious defensively as those other teams. Uh, I, although I think it might be a little closer. Penn State's got revenge from last year. You know they held off uh, a Michigan team after going up 21 nothing. I'm going to lean on the under here, 44. This Michigan State offense is putrid. I think Penn State will handle anything they throw out with them. And again, coming off the, the Michigan State, uh, excuse me. To come off the Michigan game, Penn State, maybe they're a little flat to start, so a little slow getting the ball rolling. So I like the under. 44 is what it's at. I'm going to go under. It's a low number, but I like it. I like the defense of Penn State here because Michigan is just bad on offense. So under the 44 is my play. All right, we're speeding up the tempo with our last four games. Let's start. Number 15, Texas. They are minus one and a half. Total sits at 59 against TCU. Tony, who do you like? Well, I like this game a lot. It's my top play. Pick it up right now at picksandparlays.net. All right, Sean, who you got? 
We're taking TCU here. And I'll tell you, at first, beginning week, I'm like, you know what, Texas. I got to take Texas here. Better team. You know, but again, days later, Texas, a lot of injuries in secondary. I, th I think we see a lot of points here. Gary Peterson, I think, is as good or better than Tom Herman as head coach. So give me the home team here. It's a definitely a, a big game for them playing the, the big brother school in Texas, TCU, money line. All right, South Carolina is favored minus four and a half against Tennessee. The total sits at 47. South Carolina three and four, four and three against the spread. Tennessee two and five and three and four against the spread coming off that loss to Alabama, while South Carolina is coming off a 38-27 loss to Florida. Uh, Tony T, who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to lay the points here with a South Carolina minus four and a half. Issues at quarterback for Tennessee. Brian Maurer looks like he will not play with that concussion. Jared Guarantanamo and uh, J.T. Shrout are getting reps. We may see both play here, but Guarantano has lost his starting job more than one occasion. Shrout has only thrown 10 passes this season. And, uh, look, Tennessee is just not accurate enough. I, I'd rather I would go with Halinski in this one. I prefer his numbers against Georgia and Alabama. I'm going to go ahead and lay the points with South Carolina. All right, Sean, agree or disagree? Um, actually, I'm going to go with the under here. 47, we got the problems with quarterback. And listen, tennis, uh, South Carolina, good win, Georgia. Close against Florida, but still 124th ranked uh, scoring offense or whatever they got there. Bad total offense. Under 47. It's a gift. All right. Let's move on to another big one. Notre Dame, Michigan. Notre Dame is favored minus one, and this one total sits at 51. Uh, Notre Dame, the number eight team in the land, uh, coming off that 32-27 win over USC. No, they didn't cover. Uh, Michigan is coming off that loss to Penn State. Uh, can Jim Harbaugh win this big game? Tony T, what do you think? What do you think? No. I'm going to take Notre Dame minus the one. <laughs> of course, we saw Michigan blow it last week in their, in their loss against Penn State. Got concerns about their, about their past defense issues in the secondary. Of course, I, like, I prefer Ian Book in this one over Shea Patterson, uh, just a more accurate quarterback. And let's face it, Notre Dame, they can handle the road. They play many good teams on the road. Lay the point with the, with the Irish. All right, Sean. Go. I concur. Listen, Notre Dame plays. They go on the road. No conference. They play on the road. Good teams. What has Michigan got in the tank? Down 21 nothing. You battle all the way back. I'm sure Harbaugh tried to get all of his eggs in one basket to beat a ranked team. That would have been a good one to do in Penn State. Uh, he, I think he's out of here after this year anyway. So let's go Notre Dame here. Lay the point. Money line at 120. One Whatever minute. you got to do. Irish. All right. Last game on the clock. Cal, Utah. Utah favored minus 21 and a half. Total sits at 37 and a half. That's really low. Tony T, what's the play you like on this one? I like the under. Uh, Arizona State couldn't score at Utah. Cal, with their backup quarterback, Devin Monster, 46%, will not, will not score either. Take the under. All right, Sean, what do you think? My Pac-12 game of the month, baby. Get it, bet it, cash it. $100 bills on Halloween for all the kids in the neighborhood. All right, that is your college football rapid-fire segment just in time for the break. <laughs> Thank you, Tony T. and Sean Higgs for joining us. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio, reca recapping all of today's picks. And welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you ever have a question about any game, it's probably on our YouTube. We archive 
all of our picks and analysis into nice little videos in our library on YouTube. If you search picks and parlays, we're usually the first thing that pops up. Today was a jam-packed Thursday afternoon with plenty of info and plenty of stuff to cram in. Man, that college football rapid-fire segment. I feel like we can talk forever about those games, but we got to squeeze it in. Uh, don't worry if you haven't been paying attention too much or if you're just tuning in. Don't worry. We've got a recap of all of today's picks coming up right now. Let's start with our... Let's see. There it is. Uh, Brighton Everton taking Everton plus 149. Taking the draw at plus 266 for a great value play. Uh, Southampton, Leicester City taking Leicester plus 140. And moving on to NFL picks with Chip Cherimbus. Oakland, Houston taking the over to hit 51 and a half. Denver at Indianapolis taking the over 42 and a half. And then finally, that college football uh, rapid fire segment that I'm still out of breath from. Uh, Penn State, Michigan State taking the under 44. Texas TCU taking TCU money line plus 110. South Carolina, Tennessee taking the under for the Vols and the Gamecocks. And then finally, Tony T gave us some picks as well. Wisconsin, Ohio State taking the Buckeyes to cover minus 14. Auburn LSU taking Auburn to cover plus 10 and a half. And then finally, Penn State, Michigan State taking Penn State to remain undefeated and also cover minus five and a half. Those are picks for today. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern on Picks and Parlays Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.